What about you? You nervous for your date? Yeah, uh, a little. A lot. There's nothing to be nervous about, right? Just relax, be cool. When the time's right, you make your move. Move? What move? I don't have a move. What's my move? Oh, come on, man, you gotta kiss a girl. I mean, yeah, I'd like to, but I don't technically have to, right? No, that's true. You could just learn how to braid her hair, talk about all the other guys who had the balls to kiss her on a first date. Shit. You're a Cobra Kai. Strike first, strike hard. It's not just for karate, it's for everything. Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. My name is Jacob Burrows and I represent Miyagi-Do. I'm so centered and peaceful that when I learn karate in a montage, it's not set to rock. It's set to classical music. And there's a lot about staplers in it. <laughs> ah, my name is Jim Scampoli. I represent Cobra Kai because I believe that in a room full of flinchers, the one-armed man is king. <laughs> kind of very works. good. Very good. Almost yeah, makes something. sense. <laughs> ah, Cobra Kai. You know what? I mean, not to get too meta or outside the realm of Cobra Kai, but when you have to watch a show like Westworld, it's a beacon of hope when you get to turn on Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai Season 1, Episode 7. Uh, this episode is called All Valley, and mm. story by Josh Heald, John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg. Story and teleplay by Stacey Harmon. Directed by Steve Pink. And, I mean, the nostalgia. Now, is it nostalgia at this point, or is it just backstory? Because, you know, the shit be hitting. Am I wrong? <laughs> sometimes sometimes the karate kid be hitting different when you're watching Cobra Kai. Um, yeah, no, it, it be hitting, Jim. Uh, Steve Pink wanted to mention, director of Hot Tub Time Machine. This is the one oh. episode he has directed of uh, Cobra Kai, interestingly. Uh, and it, yeah, it's a good one. It's all about the All-Valley Tournament. It be hitting. That is yeah. accurate. Um, and also, like you said, at showswhatyouknow.com, we host, host all kinds of television discussions, and we do a podcast on Westworld called Westworld Theories. And it's so convoluted and slow, that show, especially up towards the third season, getting to talk about uh, Cobra Kai is a blessing uh, indeed. And it does be hitting. Now, I, I do have some slight criticisms of this episode, though. But uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff in here as well. W what is it that be hitting, Jim? What are you thinking of? Well, I mean, there's like like that clip at the beginning. And I was kind of mentioning mm. before we turned on the um, the mics. Uh, I didn't notice that before when I watched the season and like the quick like Miyagi, you know, balances everything. Strike first, strike hard is everything. I mean, there's there's obviously grand sweeping on the nose, like legit flashbacks to things from Karate Kid or, of course, the montage with the wax on, wax off that opens this episode. But I like that. Yeah, there's also little things like that, little uh, sprinkles in. I mean, and I guess it's probably fairly obvious, but. I just remember when I first watched this uh, show, I was far removed from Karate Kid. Like, I hadn't seen it in probably like a decade. So now, obviously, watching it, we're hyper jacked in. I mean, we watched Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3 uh, leading up to this episode, which was also important because Terry Silver gets brought up. Yep. Uh, so I don't know. I guess it's, in a weird way, it's not recommended to do what we did. Like, you probably shouldn't watch Karate Kid Part 1, Part 2, Part 3, then watch Cobra Kai. Much like, I mean, yeah. guess to your girlfriend's point, that's why she tapped out. Because yeah. they do a good enough job peppering stuff in. I mean, you'll pick up some of the deep cuts. Like, like a Terry Silver, when I first watched the season, I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. 
Uh, yeah, just, how I long for the days <laughs> when I was like uh, our good friend Johnny Lawrence and I could say, I don't even know who these guys are. Cobra Kai's all good now. We're not an evil oil conglomerate dumping nuclear waste all over the place. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so, you know, you're hyper jacked in, which is nice, but the show does a great job of um, like having handling the other references and just like relying off of just your memory of like the broad strokes of Karate Kid, where it's almost kind of better coming in with a hazy memory of what yeah. Karate Kid was. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, getting into this actual episode, I guess this I, it didn't hit me as much on the first watch through. Cobra Kai is really good at pulling you along so that you're like, you're on if you're on board you're gonna watch like the whole season in one sitting probably yeah. so i don't know i get uh, it is a different experience doing what we're doing now and doing it this way i can see how things can feel a bit rushed especially with the karate training like especially with robbie here where he learns pretty good karate in the first two minutes of this episode like mm -hmm. there's no training at all of him before this and then he's doing karate real good and it has kind of a feeling of um Pairing the original Star Wars th trilogy and the prequels, where in the prequel films, the uh, lightsaber duels are fucking insane and they're flipping all over the place and so on. And this is kind of like comparing what Daniel does with Robbie here to Miyagi and Daniel. Like, because remember, as we watched the, the original Karate Kid, him painting the fence and all that shit, waxing the cars. It's a long sequence. Like, it's yeah. not just a montage. And granted, we'd be bored out of our skulls if they were like, because we'd know where it was going. Yes, so they yeah. can't do that. So I'm not complaining as such. But it just is such a great payoff when uh, he does a little bit of karate. He doesn't even do, like, super fancy stuff. He does it, like he manages to block them a little bit. And then at the end, like in the original Karate Kid, when he's done the blocks and then Miyagi comes at him with a combo and he, it all comes together and he does it automatically. It's such a fucking cool moment <laughs> yes. in that film. That's yes. why Wax On, Wax Off is iconic. Um, and so I don't mind. Obviously, Daniel's doing it. I love when he's like, ah, oh, I love this part and all that stuff and his wife rolling his eyes and all this stuff. But it's also like, it doesn't feel as earned because it is just kind of like, now we got to get Robbie trained up quickly. So, you know, so he can also be a karate child, yeah. um, which is fine, but it's, it doesn't quite, uh, it doesn't really work for me that much to be honest, because it's a bit rushed. And also there's bits where Robbie's like, I thought you were going to teach me karate. You're just having me do your chores. You fucking work for the guy. Like you clearly, <laughs> yeah, if he was only true. doing it at home at Daniel's home after he finishes work, that would make sense. But he's literally at the workplace and the boss is telling him what to do. And he's like, I thought you were going to teach me karate. No we're at work right now, kid. <laughs> yeah. Like he's only saying that because that's what Daniel said in the original. And that's why I'm like losing the suspension of disbelief a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I feel that. I do, I do appreciate though that they just lean into the shorthand because, yeah, again, I mean, the show is Cobra Kai, so we're gonna be more with Miguel and Johnny, but we have to have the other side kind of building up a little bit, so they they get to play with that shorthand. You have to kind of assume that there's some more time passing, and we know those beats because we know the source material and where we're coming from. But you're right. Like, it is kind of a cheat. Although, 
One thing that Cobra Kai excels at, and it's another great mo- uh, one in this episode, is the opening title. And when they bow to each other, and then the Cobra Kai comes up. I love it. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. in. It's it's not hitting the same as like like you said when Miyagi throws the combos at Daniel and Daniel blocks them all, but it's getting there. Yeah, sure. Um, so meanwhile, we have uh, a, a kind of full dojo, not as full as before, but we these are the students who stuck around. They heard the inspiring speech, Hawk. Uh, you know, he, he's looking cool now and he's called Hawk and we, sh- we shan't be using his dead name anymore. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so every, they're basically flinchers, he realizes. We have a room full of flinchers and they're all like, yes, sensei, to everything he says. So uh, he, he has Aisha punch them all in the face, yeah. which is a bit of a contrast to what's happening over at uh, the Miyagi Dojo or should I say the LaRusso car lots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the, I mean, I guess... The the car lot because Miyagi was like steps away. He could have almost had his own car lot. The you know the, the love of cars did that come from Mr. Miyagi as well? I assume so. Yeah, no, that's I, I feel like that's implicit. Yeah, in, yeah, like the show basically when he's like talking about his first car and how exciting that was. Um, yeah, yeah. But then yeah, then we get into Miguel. Uh, well, first we have uh, Johnny seeing that the All Valley Tournament uh, is coming up. I mean. You know, the the one we knew of uh, 30-some-odd years ago was in December. This one's in May. All right. Suspension of disbelief. I'll allow it. Uh, but I like seeing more of these moments here. I, I love Miguel and Johnny together. So we got a little bit talk about the tournament, and then we get some girl advice where we have, you know, your Cobra Kai, there is no no. And I'm pretty sure there's no. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, even Johnny – understands like like no means no yeah when you're when you're getting physical but not when you're just like stalking a girl to make her go out on a date with you like <laughs> yeah exactly it's still like uh yeah but like she doesn't have to like you originally you make her like you like, oh okay cool johnny that really worked out for you didn't it with ali <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um, also, I'm pretty sure he just uh I mean we we're all on board with team Johnny but like in the original Karate Kid he does kiss her without consent because Daniel's uh, looking kind yes, of a dick move. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, cuz he gets to get uh Daniel uh all worked up, which I was listening to a podcast discussing the Karate Kid this week cuz I'm that fucking dude. Uh <laughs> and uh we we kind of glossed over it when we discussed the Karate Kid, but when he gets the spaghetti on him, there's no way there's that much spaghetti in a plate. Like going oh, back, there's to- <laughs> so much spaghetti. <laughs> it's it's an insane amount of spaghetti where it makes sense that adults in a restaurant would start laughing at a kid who had spaghetti all over him because you don't even yeah. see it. Like you hear it happen off screen, and then it cuts. And I assume like the director or something's like, no, we need more spaghetti. Like throw as much spaghetti on Daniel as you can on his white jeans. Use all the props. It's we not used one a of- lot of the budget for, on spaghetti-based purchases, so we better like really, I want to see the money on the screen. It's not one of those where you where assume someone's holding their plate of spaghetti, they turn around accidentally like push it into your chest. No, I guess it was like a whole table's worth of spaghetti was just dumped on him. Uh, but oh, anyways. yeah, it would have been a whole pot. It's got to be a whole pot. Yeah. I don't know if we see a pot on the floor. I don't remember exactly. But, yeah, no, it's it's more than a plate for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was this relevant in some fashion? Yeah. No, just when you talked about the scene where he kissed uh, Allie with an eye, mm. it reminded me because that's exactly what happens right after. Uh, but, yes, anyways, Robbie's friends, his bad friends show back up. 
And, uh, you know, they're like, hey, you got this job. You know, give us the security key. What are they going to like? What steal cars? I guess they're going to boost some cars no, they, or parts. Or he's like, he's like, oh, you can't steal cars. And they're like, nah, just like fenders or whatever. And oh, I yeah. don't know why they say that yeah. to make it more believable that he might agree to it, sort of thing. But I have a, I guess most of my problems with uh, Cobra Kai season one thus far. And again, huge fan, not real problems, but like since we're going into detail, uh, his relationship with his friends where he's like, you know, like we talked about with the laptop sale of like, he doesn't understand that they're also scamming the people trying to buy the laptop, but he's like, what? We're doing this now? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then yeah. here he's like immediately on board with Daniel-san and, and he want, he fronts to these kids because he fronts to himself yes. and he says that, no, nah, yeah, I'm still doing it to mess with my dad. I'm going to quit soon. We know that's not the case. Um, but yeah, these guys have to get kind of threatening and like, we're not going to steal a car. We're talking about like stereos, rims. Mm. That's what we're doing. Um but yeah, he says he doesn't even have it, and they start threatening him to get like the security key or whatever. You know what I was thinking about too with this Robbie, and we've we've talked a bit about how it's like, um, you know, kind of a convoluted way around to get him with Daniel, and so he can be, uh, so Daniel can be the Miyagi to him. Um, it is almost very reminiscent, at least in Karate Kid fashion, of like the way Daniel has to like run around in circles to get Miyagi to bring him to Okinawa with him or uh, to get Miyagi to just, yeah, to just train him again to fight the bad boy of karate, Mike Barnes. So I guess it's in line with that. But I started thinking like, you know, I assume when they were breaking the story, obviously they they were like, okay, it's going to lead to Miguel versus Robbie. Um, Daniel as a character, if Robbie just came to him as, Hey, I'm Robbie Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence is my father, but I'd like to learn karate from you. The dick version of Daniel that like hates Cobra Kai and Johnny Lawrence, like, would he be understanding or would he, I guess he'd be a maniac, right? He'd be like, Oh my God, Cobra Kai Lawrence, you're, you're his kid. Or, Or would he be, is he that, you know, attuned enough to like, this is a child and, there's no such thing as bad students, only bad teachers. Yeah, but I think the problem is with that it has to be a situation. The situation is so convoluted because neither of them can have the motivation yes. to go to the other because yeah. Robbie wouldn't do that either because yeah. that wasn't his idea. It would kind of make more sense if that was his idea, if he was like, ah, oh, my asshole dad just cares about his karate students, so I'm going to train under his like uh, nemesis, <laughs> you know, that would be a better payback than going to work in his store. So he could have just gone to him and said <laughs> that, I guess. But yeah. but he has to be this unassuming guy as well. And he he doesn't care about karate. It just basically the show is showing us the karate is this uh, way of life that come you when once you come to it, it enriches your life, but you can't seek it out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> then you're bad. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, hypothetically, the Daniel LaRusso, would he... I guess I guess what I would take from the Daniel LaRusso of this show is that he would initially be a maniac. Yeah. And yeah. he'd be like, Oh my god, like and he'd be he'd be like ranting to his wife that he's a bad seed. I his 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 father picked on me all through high school, threw me off a cliff. Um <laughs> but then he would have like she would say something to him and then he'd maybe even talk to his daughter and it wouldn't even be like directly about uh, Robbie, it would just be about some issue she's dealing with, with like Aisha or whatever, and then he'd remember 
you know, no such thing as a bad student, only bad teacher. And then he'd kind of come back hat in hand to be the here's, Miyagi. Yeah. And, and to add to that, here's how it would go. Robbie would go to him, right? Yeah. And he'd be like, I want to learn karate from you. And he's like, <laughs> Why do you okay? Why uh, yeah. do you want to learn karate? And he'd be like, "Oh, because I want to piss off my dad." And he's like, "No, I, I'm not teaching you karate. You're just like your father. You just want to like inflict negativity in the world or whatever." And then he'd have all of this stuff and hope. And Robbie would have to have some sort of speech at him as well. I feel, yeah. and they'd all have to make speeches at each other. And then he realized about no such thing as a bad teacher. And maybe I can turn this guy and make him good. But no, I guess that would also be less tension because we we need there to be this tension between Robbie and him as well where he doesn't know. Yes. I, mean, I guess that could still happen and he couldn't know. Anyway, we're not re-breaking the story right yeah. now. That's a different podcast. I was just thinking like, because Daniel, like kind of the dick version of Daniel pops up in this episode. So I was just kind of thinking like, the way I do understand that a lot of viewers of this show like hate Daniel and mm. I can't hate Daniel just because of the karate kid. I also, but I love Johnny as well. I've always yeah. said that they're the will they won't they. I just want them to be best friends. Like that's my, yeah. my one wish. Um, but I can see it like, especially in this episode where he has to be all petty and, you know, pop up at the, uh, the, the meeting for the, like the Cobra Kai lifetime ban or whatever. But I, I also do appreciate and love the small like references to Karate Kid 3 where like that's because, you know, Mike Barnes and Terry Silver like ruined <laughs> their whole plan was to like boost up the image of Cobra Kai. And, you know, there was going to be Cobra Kai on every corner in the valley, but they actually destroyed it completely. And I love that. It, it Then it has to cut to Johnny Lawrence be like, look, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> the only reason that like. I'm well, I guess not the only reason it was fun talking about it, but the the reason I'm glad I watched part three of the films is that Daniel insane Daniel makes more sense. And I yeah. don't think the people who are uh, complaining about Daniel, like watching Cobra Kai have uh, taken a deep dive and watched uh, Karate Kid Part Three because if you watch that, yes, and everyone's insane in that, right? Like it's the everyone behaves really strangely. But if you watch that and accept it as reality, yeah. you have to also go. We can't allow Cobra Kai in this fucking yes. tournament, man. Yeah. And like his whole thing of like, no, no, they're always bad. Like you can't trust the Cobra Kai is totally justified because uh, Silver like manipulated all these situations to make it seem like he was a friendly guy and Kreese was dead. And then they jumped out at him and beat him up. And then they uh, tried Almost, to like kill him in the tournament. Like, I mean, never mind his over like exaggeration of the bike clip. Like in Karate Kid Part 3, they were going to let him fall off a cliff. Like that was a real cliff. Like first they were going to let That's him true. drown or something if the tide came in. <laughs> and then secondly, when they did go to let him up, they, he was almost going to let him and his friend die by like, uh, you know, threatening to cut the line or just let them go. So, yeah, as a 19 year old kid or 18, just out of high school, trying to start a business with your friend college and, money <laughs> and billionaires are showing up trashing it all the time well no a, a kid's showing up trashing it all the time because he wants to fight you and then a billionaire is pretending <laughs> to be your friend to uh fuck with your head yeah I, because I, you I, beat cobra kai <laughs> once <laughs> like why because you won the tournament oh we're gonna destroy them it absolutely make i i yeah i i completely agree karate kid 3 does completely explain away the way Daniel would 
be like, no way. Cobra Kai is evil to the core because that's who wouldn't believe that if that was your life. Yeah. The only bit it doesn't explain away is I don't remember if it's in this episode or a different one, but when he he says like, no, no, Mr. Miyagi's little trees was a solid business idea. (laughs) That part is still not true, Daniel. You're insane for thinking that. Uh, Um, Yeah. I mean, this is definitely Karate Kid three heavy uh, reference episode. Uh, yeah, because I I'm, I swear, like when I first watched this without having Karate Kid three fresh in my mind, I'm just like, oh, look at these funny little jokes. Imagine if there was a store called Mr. Miyagi's Little Trees. And it's like, no, yes, that was a thing. <laughs> I had no idea that was a thing. It sounds like a joke, right? It doesn't sound good enough to be in the Karate Kid universe. I'm sorry, part three. It just isn't. Um, but yeah, getting back to the episode, I'm going to fast forward through a couple of scenes unless you have something to add there which is miguel does strike first and he he persists as well in an emotionally mature and not bad way by just going wait what if it isn't a date after he gets turned down because i mean the natural thing would be to go ah she turned me down i'm gonna go be sad now and it's only because of johnny lawrence's advice uh you know uh it's not always the best, but it works out in this case that he's like, you know what? I'm just going to push it a little bit, but like in a nice way and say, what if it's not a date? We'll just hang out. And it works. It pays off. Good for him. Yeah. W- one thing I just want to call out. And again, I think I'm always kind of praising the kids when we discuss these episodes. And I think one of the thing I was, things I was thinking about with this episode is that the kids look like kids. And I mean, I guess they are like, I mean, I think the actor that plays Miguel is like 17 or probably at this point he was like just like 16 or something uh so he was playing the age it's not like when you turn on riverdale or something and it's like a 28 year old kid being all you know uh uh being all like fucking uh, sexy and (laughs) doing ever the fuck you know what i mean uh so i just like appreciate that that it feels like these are kids and they're in high school and they're played by kids it's not some bizarre uh standard teenage melodrama but yeah and and i don't know i just like like i've talked about i think in the last episode i think miguel's like the heart and soul of this show and i'm always rooting for him and it's he's also he's that but he's also in a weird way uh a potential walter white because he's hanging out with johnny too much and you get too worried (laughs) that maybe he'll he'll uh rub off on him too much but i guess we'll see how that goes yeah, uh, about the ages. So the first season came out in 2018. It was obviously filmed before then. I don't yeah. know. I Probably late 2017. But so uh guy who plays Miguel, uh, Solo, is 17 years old in 2018. A mm-hmm. uh, girl who plays Samantha is 22 years old. Oh, that's I'm surprised. She does look younger, mm. but yeah, we give it to him. Yeah, it makes sense. It works. Um, so he persists, gets the date, not date. Um, then we have a quick scene where... Robbie is doing some sneaky shit, uh, filming uh, Daniel's wife, put in the code. So he has the code. So why does he do this? At this point, is he going to go ahead with it? Because otherwise he doesn't need the code to tell the guys to fuck off. So I assume he's going to go ahead with it at this point. Yeah, I think there's just that battle still happening. He still thinks he's going to do it. And we're showing that he is still kind of have that. He has that bad part of himself. And he, just like his bad friend said, he is, uh, he's pretty ingenious. He's, he's got a knack for it, at least. It's in his uh, blood, no, I-, I guess. His Johnny Lawrence blood. <laughs> yeah um so we have miguel talking about ideas for dates aisha rolling her eyes and hawk showing off uh his brand new tattoos of a hawk with a mohawk uh and he's like 15 hours in the chair or whatever 14 hours i'm like it's 
it's like cartoonish. It's kind of unbelievable, but it's just so funny that I can't help it, you know, yeah. that he's gone from being such a wimp to this. But I, I'm just so on board with this new character called Hawk. I can't complain, you know? No, I agree. And I think we kind of mentioned a little bit uh, when we were discussing the earlier episodes that we almost kind of forgot who he was beforehand. Um, and yeah, it's 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 a cartoonist joke, but it still in a weird way makes sense in this reality that like this kid like this mouseish kid or bookish kid finally gets like people gassing him up a little bit and then he starts to feel belonging that he's gonna go like so into it but then he also has to have that moment of like uh yeah i'm gonna have to wear a, <laughs> I'm gonna have to wear a shirt till college uh please don't tell my parents <laughs> yeah that is good it's there's a balance there um, so Aisha, uh, even though she's talked, complained about, uh, well, she told Sam to fuck off basically at lunch, uh, last time they interacted, but she's given some tips. She likes chocolate and astronomy. Miguel devises a plan that Johnny then tells him is a weak ass plan for pussies and you should go play <laughs> mini golf. Uh, cause that's what real men do. Yeah. Uh, but she, he's accidentally right because that's where, uh, her dad brought her when she was young, because that's where he also went when they we're in the 80s and everything's about the 80s in this show <laughs> yes yeah i mean because we have to go to the golf and stuff because golf and stuff's in the first one uh i like that it's another thing that um daniel and johnny i mean besides Allie, but it's like this weird thing they have in common they both love the golf and stuff because they were kids yep. at the same time and that was the place where you went uh so yeah i, I you know it is that's that is pushing it a little bit because it's not quite the same shots because I double checked. I was like, are they doing the same shots like some of them? I mean, they are playing the hockey game, which I can't imagine is still there, but maybe it's still there because I do believe the golf and stuff is still there. You can go there if you want. Um, mm. But, you know, they're playing the hockey game that Allie with an eye and Daniel played. And, you know, they do kind of the same camera pan almost like from this, like we had the sign. And it's like a, like a camera pan shot kind of coming down from a crane or whatever as they pull up. But, you know, I'm loving it all. <laughs> I'm like, okay, they're using the song from the first, like not the song from the first date, but when Daniel tries to go and win Allie back after he was a jerk and she doesn't want to talk to him and her friend's mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, yeah, she punched uh, after she, her her wrist still hurts after she punched him or whatever. It's the same song that's playing when he kind of goes and wins her back. Right. Yeah. And it is like it's a little little bit of shorthand here, I suppose. But uh, you know, what better to make two kids fall in love than golf and stuff? We know this from the first one. So yeah. at the end, they're like, and and yeah. So at the end of the day, to just follow through on this uh, storyline, there he. Uh, she she karate's him. He thinks he's gonna karate her, but she karate's him, and he's even more head over heels, like literally. And <laughs> yeah. she kisses him. She strikes first. Yeah, uh, she can strikes you imagine. First. Maybe she's got some Cobra Kai in her, and I'm not just talking about Miguel. <laughs> Hell yeah, I like what you're doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I I still buy it. I buy that they make a cute couple. Uh, and uh, you know, you root for them. You want them to, you want them to succeed. Uh, meanwhile, you know, like you mentioned, they bring up Mr. Miyagi's little trees cause Robbie's out back trimming the, uh, bonsai and, uh, he, you know, we get a little bit more of the Miyagi like, Hey, you know, I wasn't good. At, I didn't think I was good at this either, but Mr. Miyagi told me, you know, you close your eyes, you visualize and visualize what you want. 
it is kind of fun that Robbie has to be like, so yeah, this is like a metaphor, right? <laughs> like, so I, because yeah. you know, hey, uh, audiences are hipper these days; they'll call stuff out. So in a nice meta text, he he calls it out, and you know, he explains it to him. Well, that's true. It's like the uh, in again talking about the third one when it's like you've got strong roots yeah. that was like and then you have to show the tree in the third film how it's growing stronger even though it was almost broken like no you got strong roots and here it's like daniel's like it's <laughs> i don't remember he's he, robbie's like i'm the tree is like no you're the roots or whatever i don't remember <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah you're right we're a bit more hip to things like that now <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, we kind of went over that the first, I, I do like the, before the date and it was the clip at the start of the show when, you know, Johnny's telling him he has to kiss her. Although Miguel came up with a great date. It would have, it would have been a great date either way. It was a win-win situation for Miguel. (laughs) That's true. It sounded like, uh, like perfectly thoughtful, sweet (laughs) thing. And then he's like, nah, don't do that gay shit. (laughs) It's like Johnny coming in there. Take her to the golf place. That's cool and badass. Um, but, but well, you know, just, we got to I was just going to say, I just love that quick moment when he's telling him how he has to kiss her. And then he's like, well, I'd like to, but do I have to? Cause he's so like, you know, he's a little nerd still. He's scared. I just like that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we got to call out how they're pumping each other up in this episode yes. because you know, that's what they do. That's when their dynamic works the best when they're teaching each other, you know, who's the real teacher, eh? Um, Cause you know, they, they've been banned from the all Valley tournament and so uh, even when uh, Miguel's like, would you just give up? That's not a Cobra Kai way. And he's like, yeah, but this is real life. But then he's the one always talking about it. it's not just for real life or it's not just for karate. It's for real life, too. Much like Mr. Miyagi. Um, so he, but I do love the moment when he's like, you're right. I'm going to go beat them up. It's like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Maybe like we can fight, but in a different way. Yeah. And so he fights by taking a briefcase from the dumpster and going down there in his suit uh, and all well, of that, he, he, and uh, it works out. Yeah, Miguel gives him the advice of like, well, if you're thinking about punching him, just make a fist, but you know, you don't mm. have to punch him. And he's like, all right, I guess we'll try it out. Um, I do think it's funny that at the meeting, they're having this discussion about the mats. Yeah. Because uh, it's almost like, I don't know, they had to set up the audience to be like, look, you know, we might not have the same color mats, all right? <laughs> I know we're referencing everything here, but let's plant a little seed. Although I guess that's also kind of uh, if you're having an all-valley karate tournament annual meeting, uh, that's the stuff you break down, right? That's what you got to argue about. Yes, and also I think it's great because the way they talk about it like the way like, oh, uh, if this is about the food last year, that won't happen again. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it also shows that karate is on a decline, as we can see it from society in general, because it's like they have to say things like back in the day, karate in the valley. You know, it was like football in Texas or whatever. Um, so they get to explain why it's not such a big deal and also why these people might be on board with a new JoJo because, like, fuck it, we're running this tournament every year and we're just seeing a decline every year in interest and people keep getting food poisoned. Maybe we can spice <laughs> it up with new mats. I don't know. But yeah. you got this cool new sensei coming in here. He's spouting, you know, talking about how he's going to get people off the street. I don't know. I kind of like the cut of his jib. Yeah, you'd have to be a real heartless prick to not side with Johnny here. Uh, I mean, I, there's that one dude that's loyal to Daniel, like, hey, I'm sorry, I don't know you, but I know Daniel LaRusso, and this is a stand-up guy. 
but yeah. everything he's saying makes complete sense. And at you know, a lifetime ban, but it's been 35 years or whatever it's been at this point. It's like, come on. And it's just a silly <laughs> underage karate tournament. I think they've paid their penance. Uh, and you know, again, like I was saying before, Daniel kind of looks like a piece of shit here, but as we've mentioned, he has been through the ringer with Cobra Kai, so it's yes. hard for him to see the forest through the trees. Yes. And Terry Silver, uh, died in a helicopter crash as well. So that version of Cobra Kai is long since gone. Chris is also dead. They're all dead. So just let me revive it and make it good and real. And basically the episode just ends with him coming in like this is the one i feel episode well not really because so the I, I was just gonna say that all of them pull you forward into the next episode so efficiently uh this one does as well though it just kind of ends on a jubilant note of like he had a great date and johnny managed to get the ban lifted it's all great they're even uh, chugging the good stuff for real men because like yeah. and this is where we also remember like uh johnny's like a father figure but he's also like the cool uncle <laughs> yeah yeah well you know he's not quite a father figure <laughs> i love that johnny's lesson is he learned that he doesn't always have to kick ass like or, or like not so much that he doesn't have to kick ass but he can kick ass in different ways like that's yeah. kind of the epiphany he has uh but it is a great uh well i well first there's a great line when the guy's like uh badass name for a karate dojo though <laughs> like you just yeah. kind of call him out because it is it is a badass yeah. name but uh, when they have that, it is like that celebratory moment between Miguel and Johnny back at the dojo when he's like, who's the man? And he's like, I'm the man. And he's like, wait, you're the man too? And they're all like excited. And as you said, you know, they get the real toast. Uh, this will put hair on your balls. Is that a good thing? Of course it's a good thing. Um, yeah, and, you know, here we go. We're off to, we're off to the, the tournament. Yeah, we we pan in or zoom in or move in, whatever, on the poster to show that's what's to come now for the rest of the season, which makes sense. Uh, we have to touch on Robbie beats up the guys, yes. which again, this part of the like Robbie's storylines, I never believed in bad boy Robbie's. I just believe in like kind of annoying Robbie. Like, and like, I'm not complaining about the structure. The structure makes sense because we have him take the picture of the code and then we have him get guided you know with the trees and daniel talks about just visualize what you want your life to look like and then make it happen like you've got good roots you decide how to grow based on them so he realizes he just doesn't have to just go with the wind or whatever but still if he i just want him to be more of a piece of shit like make him a real piece of shit we love johnny even though he's a piece of shit so why can't robbie be a piece of shit because he's like because i never really believed he would go through with it um and then even at the end of the fight where I guess he does get beaten up. I, I don't quite remember, but he's on the ground and he points up and there's a camera. So like, couldn't he just have started by pointing to the camera? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do like it though, because yeah, he doesn't quite win. I mean, he, he, he uses some good defense and he fights back a bit, but then uh, like, I, I do like the moment where he kind of fir- blocks that first punch and it is kind of like a, a revelation to him, even though he kind of already yeah. did it, but you know, training, with your sensei is one thing, but an actual real fight is another thing. Uh, I still like how it all plays out. I like the fact that they do show there's a piece of uh, that Robbie's still there, even though we've kind of always known that it was always only a small piece. And he could have done it if he wanted to. So it wasn't just one of those things of like he shows up, but it's like, ah, I couldn't get the code anyways, so let's fight. It's the fact that he could have done it, but he didn't. And yeah. 
but like again, I'm I know I'm nitpicking. I, yeah. I I don't mind it. I do like the whole. I I even like the storyline. But like when he blocks the first thing, he looks at his hand like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though he went there to basically tell them to fuck off. I've got the code. I'm not giving it to you. He knows there's going to be a fight. He's been training to fight for presumably weeks, and that yet I I get that it's his first like real fight. But just the fact that he looks at his hand like. Well, I just blocked that. He, you knew he was going to punch you. Like they told you they were going to beat you up if you didn't do this. <laughs> so he knew there was going to be a fight. Anyway, yeah. I I'm would say, <laughs> well, maybe if anything, it's just like it just shows he's surprised that instincts. It's muscle memory mm. now. It's not even the, that he's thinking about it. But you're right. Either way. Um, I know. I, I know. guess that's, um, you know, that's all Valley. That's episode seven. That it is. And I mean, if you have thoughts on Robbie's storyline or any of the storylines, feel free to email us. Uh, we may have sort of a catch up after the first season. I don't know if we get some feedback, you can send it into shows, what you know, show at gmail.com and we'll include your comments and discussion. Um, you can also go to shows, what you know.com for all of our other shows. Uh, we talk about the Sopranos. We make up our own television shows um, all sorts of nonsense at shows, what you know.com. Beyond that, I think there's just one more thing to say, Jim. Oh, what's that? Strike first. Strike hard. No No mercy. mercy.